Welcome to Man's Book Club. Oh yeah! Wow! Yes! I'm joining. He's in involved. On, I'm joining in on the fun. He's involved. Woo! If I, after 18 weeks, <laughs> I, ma- I made it. Well, the reason why we didn't do it for so long was because you were working on that that rendition. I was taking singing lessons, <laughs> and finally, <laughs> and um, I made it. He's returning his money <laughs> immediately. Alrighty. I thought I was I thought it was actually pretty good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Okay, so today we're talking about my favorite book of all time. Catcher in the Rye. The Catcher in the Rye. Um, I don't know why you hate it. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. And I said this before, I I think if I read it today, I might not dislike it as much. I read it with the intense pressure that it's such a good classic book that I had such high hopes for it, and I read it, and I was like, this is chicken shit. (laughs) Now, I rarely dislike books. Rarely. I mean, I will rate them threes, two, especially classic books. That's my favorite genre. Mm. I love classic literature. You will never find me giving, like, F. Scott Fitzgerald, a, a, a shitty rating. This guy just got under my skin. I didn't like this book. I don't know why. But, actually, I do know why. But let's get, let's get into it. So, we're going to be discussing um, Catcher in the Rye. Do you want to go through the plot, the summary? Do I? Or would you like me to do it? Uh, you might. Ah. Maybe I'll do it. Uh, you don't like it. It's a punishment. So I got a, a full disclosure. It's been a while since I read this book. Me too. Um, but I like it. I, I, I'm, this is where we differ. I actually, this book got me back into reading. Wow. Strangely enough, that is pretty fucking weird. Because this made me stop reading for a while. No, it didn't. Did it really? <laughs> no. You're like I'm never gonna I'm read. I'm never gonna pick kid. up a book. I I and the I, next one he picked up. Fucking The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I swore off uh, the author, though. I did. Did he I, write much else? J.D. Salinger? He, he wrote a couple. But not a lot. No, but I, I... This was his book. I have a rule. Right? This was his... This was the book, right. I did. I, mean, I don't think anything else... Maybe short stories he did. Did he do that? Don't know. Okay. Here's the thing. I give every author a fair chance. Every author. I like the name JD. And if they come up short on their best work, I'm out. That's how I do it. I'm willing to give every author a, sh- a shot. Even, even I, I actually got a book about a year and a half ago. His name? Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Mein Kampf was a great phenomenal book. Um, the Art of the Deal was so good. Um, I, I got a book from a teacher who self-published, independently self-published a book and gave it to all the parents. And my mother-in-law gave me the book. And it was about her life living on the Jersey Shore. And she's not a published author. I mean, she's self-published. She just kind of printed the book herself and she's selling it for like $5. And I liked the book. I gave her a shot and I read the book and it was pretty good. And I told her if she ever comes out with another book, I'll read it. And I meant it. But if you suck at what everybody thinks is your best book, I'm out of here. All right. With that, let's get into the plot of Catcher in the Rye. So it's supposed to be set in that right after World War II era. Your favorite time. 
for books to be. Yeah, uh, of course, because... Well, this is a little bit different. I, I, what Matt's alluding to is the fact that every time you pick up a historical fiction book, it's always, for whatever reason, has to do with Nazis. And it's like all the authors in that era decided that that's the most exciting thing to write about. And they kind of... Movies too, Indiana Jones. Yeah, every, everything, was, everything was about Nazis. You can't pick up a book if you go to a book But, but is it because like the... the for for Americans, they're just so hated, so it's an easy villain. I don't I don't know. It must I, be. It must be. I mean, uh, oh, it's an easy thing to like. Everybody can like rally unless you're a white supremacist. I think if you if you honestly, if um, you're into Proud Boys, it's <laughs> not a good time. This story, this this podcast is already having too many Nazi yeah. uh, <laughs> references. Um, anyways, so Catcher in the Rye, like I said, is set right after World War II, somewhere in the early fifties, and it's. About a story of Holden Caulfield. Um, He's the entire story is us following Holden as he goes through nonsense after nonsense throughout his life. It's basically, I mean, some of it is set in a school, some of it is set basically in 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 the cabs by the train tracks. Some are set back home and. there are a lot of other characters that are involved in it. There is, yeah, obviously he's in, 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 a pep, in a prep school in Pennsylvania, um, and he's not really doing well while he's there. No, he's not doing well. Yeah, I think he filled, filled, he filled, I think, all but one class. Yeah, he, he's and, pretty much in the beginning getting kicked out yes, right around Christmas. Yes, he gets, exactly. He gets a uh, notice that he's going to be expelled. Um, but he wasn't supposed to go back to his parents' house in New York. Yes, they would know that he was... Yeah. Out of another school, I guess. Right. So basically there was that gap, and that gap is where we're, where Holden tries to fill in some time away from the school. You know what the weirdest part of the book was for me? Mm-hmm. That he has a brother, DB, but it, that has to be J.D. Salinger, because he, like, DB in there is, like, an author, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's, like, trying to right. make himself, like, ah, oh, I'm this famous author. Right. Um, yeah, maybe. That's... Maybe that, that's a good point because that was before he got famous. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe, um, yeah. So so Holden goes back. He's he lives in a dormitory and and he, he has a what he calls an unhygienic neighbor, uh, Ackley. That's, Which is if you're gonna go with somebody that's unhygienic, Ackley fits <laughs> so well. I don't know why. It's just like a name that annoys you. Like. Yep. There's something about it. It's like the perfect name. Yeah, um, Ackley is is uh, uh, he's there's there's also his own roommate uh, Ackley's roommate um, Stradler yeah, yeah. or something like that. I I forget how it's pronounced. Um, Stradlater, I think. Stradlater. Oh, what a name! Uh, yeah, um, and he he's yeah. Basically, again, he he's irritated by 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 his roommates. He's, He's kind of pissed off at the world. This is if you want if you want to explain the entire book in a couple of sentences. Holden is pissed off at the world, and it's not anybody's fault. I mean, it's not his fault; it's everybody else's fault. Um, that's when Holden gets into a uh, a fight with Stradlater, and 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 basically Holden ends up having to go to New York because he can't stay there, and. Um, 
I thought one he, of the best parts before he gets kicked out is like he has to talk to that professor. His history professor? I, I don't yeah. know. For some reason, it's, yeah. just, it's very funny. Yep. It's awkward. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's basically the first half of the book is that up, up until he gets to get on a train, to go to New York City, to go back to Manhattan, to go back to his... And everybody's town. a phony. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's who he's a million times. <laughs> Yeah, uh, every, everybody's a everybody's a phony. Um, not to not to mention the fact that um, the entire title of the book is based on a dream that Holden has about literally being in a field of rye and him catching, catching kids, kids right? before they fall off the cliff. I yeah, mean, that was a I, the title. I never really. Yeah, it, I I don't understand why that's a title. Yes. Um, the, I mean, uh, yeah, there's more questionable events in the book. Like he starts flirting with like these older women in a in a in a. It's it starts trying to dance with. The, I mean, it's just such an odd, odd book. It's so weird. And the only person that he could truly trust is his like little sister. Yes, uh, Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe. Phoebe. So yeah. that's kind of odd too. That's like the only person. Maybe it's just just he's a little kid. Yep. mindset. I mean, that's where the sisters somehow like they seem to be the best. Kid. Like he's not afraid to tell her that he was like kicked out of school and all yep. that other stuff. Yep. Um, yes. Uh, there, like are more, there are more encounters. Uh, and if you're if you're listening to this and you never read the book and you're like, wow, dude, where is the plot in all of this? Yeah, there's not it's really because one. there isn't one. It's literally us following Holden as he goes from. After this, he goes to a hotel room where the where the elevator operator is going to send a prostitute up to him, and he he gets irritated by the cab drivers while he's going from town to town in New York, um, from from place to place in New York. I think it's like in Greenwich Village or what. It, it, there really is no set purpose to the book, and that just sets me off. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's that's. I, I feel like I feel like I'm I'm basically going through the entire story because this is everything that's going on. Uh, he 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 basically calls it like his ex girlfriend that he used to know back in the day and asks her to go out with him, and that doesn't end up going well. And that's that's where he. I think Phoebe's basically introduced. His sister's introduced, and and they. Introduces a character in the book, and they basically start talking about. And isn't it like he he's sixteen, but he looks older because doesn't he have like a mm-hmm. little bit of white hair, maybe or something? So right, right. So people think he's like this older guy, but he's really like a sixteen-year-old kid. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, he's supposed to meet his sister at some museum, and then he ends up going. He can't. It's like he's there on the wrong day. I don't remember what happened, but he shows up on a Sunday for some reason, and her class isn't there, obviously, on a Sunday. So he ends up meeting with this girl, and they go together, and they watch a play, and they go to Radio City, and they ice skate. And he's... um, Yeah, he's he's trying to talk to this girl. I think her, her name is Sally, and he's trying to get back to... And this is a girl from his past, another girl from his past. And... The story at this point is almost 85% done. <laughs> we're, 
We're almost done with the story. Well, it's not a very long, long book. No, it's about a 300-ish page book. Yeah. Right. And I... Um, Actually, it says... Well, it might vary. Two, 234. Okay. Okay. I, I mean... Depending yeah, on the book. It's okay, an average pages. Yeah, it's an average size. It's not a small one. Right. Um, then he's... I mean, there is... I think one of the parts that ended up getting this book banned... I mean, there were a lot of reasons that this book ended up getting banned. But one of the reasons is that his former English teacher brings him into his... Excuse me, into his apartment and... Uh, he touches Holden, and Holden takes that as a sexual um, yeah, encounter, and he's thinking that uh, oh, he's Mr. Antonelli's like gay. Um, and this is after he leaves his English teacher's apartment. And I know what you're thinking. This story is just great. I know. Um, <laughs> then he goes back and. He, he meets with his sister, and basically the whole story ends with him watching his sister ride in a carousel, and he's close to tears, and that's basically the first time he feels anything. And um, he went home, got sick, and he plans to go to the school, and he's optimistic. Like, at first I was like, when I first read it, when, when he was getting like headaches, I was like, oh man, this guy has cancer. This guy's dying. I know. You know why you thought that? Because you were like, there is no way this book is this fucking boring <laughs> for no reason. Look, you, I, I don't, I said this before, I rarely talk crap about books. I, I think every author deserves a great chance. And I think there is a great audience for this. And I know a lot of people love this book. And this book was recommended to me by one of my friends who is such a good book picker. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I was... Uh, it was almost with glowing reviews. Not only is this a classic, not only does everybody know this book, not only does it get high claims, but it also came with such a great recommendation of, I don't know what to do, what to read next. And then, oh, Catcher in the Rye would be such a great one. And I thought that, hey, I can't be stirred wrong here. And I just to also mention, I was supposed to read this back in high school. And I, I think had, a lot of people read it in high school, right? Or, or yeah, no. but I had, I didn't either. Um, I had the option back in my English class, and I had I basically when we got to some of the books towards the end of the school year, and this was one of them. You had the choice between this and another book, and I ended up choosing the other book instead of this one. So I was close to reading it in high school and getting it out of the way. But anyway, the point is that I I the book comes with such a great. Um, pressure for it to be good and I think if it didn't I might not have disliked it as much mm. um, there is no purpose to the book there is no climax to the book there is no reason for the book and there are a lot of books that are like this and I understand that there really isn't a purpose to um, Kerwak's On the Road book there is no yeah. purpose for a lot of um, uh, James Baldwin writes books that are supposed to be about his neighborhood in in Harlem. There are books The Outsiders really doesn't have a purpose either, and it's such a great book. I get it; it's not supposed to have a purpose, but it can't be that random. You know what I mean? Like The Outsiders is about a gang of kids, and there's a little bit of excitement there. Okay. Um, uh, on the road, but 
Kerwax book. He's going from city to city. It's really... It's a hippie book in general. Oh, well, yeah. I guess he's like has a destination. Right. He's he's in, He has an intent. And, and I guess so does Holden, but... The the whole story of Holden doesn't stay in one spot, and and it's one thing as the reader to, or it's one thing for the author to make the character flip around through different places because you want to see how he reacts with women who are older. You want to see how he's going to react with his family. You want to see how he's going to react with an English teacher in his department. How he's going to react with a cab driver. Uh, how he's going to ask him about fucking ducks in Central Park for whatever reason. He he wants us to see Holden's reactions in all these different places. But it's another thing for Holden not to have a reaction to anything. It was like a dead, hollow character. I mean, am I the only one that felt that way? He, I don't know. I... He, he just didn't... Feel, like, no matter what happened to him, he didn't feel anything. You know, like... With the prostitutes, it's, it's almost like, bleh, like with the with the women in their. It's almost like a Larry Dave, but not funny. Yeah, <laughs> and it what and it, it there is a reason that towards the end of the book, the book sort of ends with him, um, cry uh, tearing up when his sister's on the carousel, but then also being optimistic about the future and the next fall of school because that's the first time throughout the book that he's had some sort of. Emotion, yeah, which is kind of weird because he, hatred. he doesn't. It doesn't. It seems like he got kicked out of a lot of school schools. So yeah, and for all of all of these experiences, are supposed to have made a better. Well, the, the most fascinating about me is not even the book itself. It's like the reaction to the book of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, obviously we we talked about this before, but like shootings have occurred. What and, this is the book and, and that the um, guy that shot yeah um, was Robert. Oh John, my god! Uh, what Who did he that? shoot? I, I uh, Lennon. Um, he the guy that shot. And one was attempting Ronald Reagan. Right. So this book is supposed to be like this omen of bad. But life. it's but it's um, weird because it's. Like, if you took, like, Grand Theft Auto and then I said, like, I shot somebody, like, you could kind of see it, connect. Okay. There's guns in that game. Like, you could do whatever. This oh. book is not overly... I'm going to say this, and here is my theory. Violent, right? It, it's not. It's it's not violent. It's not violent. Um, it's just that it's interesting. <clears throat> it has a character who's dead inside, and so are the killers. So maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe, 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 maybe relating to a 16-year-old I guess. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the connection is, honestly. But I. I That's what makes it kind of interesting. Because I will say that, that those events are probably the reason that the book is as famous as it is. It's. Mm. Uh, you cannot tell me that this author is a good, has a good command of the English language, which is making him such a good author because he's not a great author. The story is fragmented. The story is all over the place. He's writing almost as if he's... I don't know if he's on drugs while he's writing it or he isn't on drugs and should be on drugs when he's writing it. I have no idea. But <laughs> he's, he's, he's writing almost like he's having a conversation with somebody about a story about a guy. Like It's almost like he has no notes. He has no idea what the plot is. Almost like he just started writing. Yeah, he just kept writing until he decided to stop and he stopped. Even the title. I mean, for God's sake. Really? Catcher in the Rye. And, you're, and you don't even give a good reason for it. What is with that dream? <laughs> anyway. Um, but yes, there's, there's 
I think the the infamous side of this book is what made the book become such a staple. Um, and it got banned for, I mean, prostitutes and, and, and homosexuals yeah, and, and also, all these languages. And the, that, and the big thing, too, is like, you, you expect to read a book and somebody, there's something to change. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't no. happen. No. So I think it's one of those things that it, it was a really, uh, one of probably the first, uh, a big time classic where nothing, I think that's why it gets banned and censored because nothing happens. Uh, the guy is not, he doesn't mature. He's. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I, I, I mean, uh, who knows? I but mean, I think I, I, in doing some research, like, I think it's like different from a lot of other, they say young I, adult I get fiction. It. Yes. Just that, I, I guess maybe when the time it was written, it's like every, oh, you know, normally in a story, you something kind of, you know, it reveals even Dead Eye Dick or whatever, you know, it reveals something. Yes. Dead Eye Dick could be compared to this. Although Dead Eye Dick is nowhere near this level of fame. Uh, it should be, but it's not. No. Um, uh, here's the thing. Very similar. You can't tell me that... How dare you? <laughs> I mean, you can't tell similar me, in the story. You can't tell me that, that there wasn't much going on in The Handmaid's Tale and then tell me that, that you like this book. Oh, I do. You, it's not... I it's, do. It's... There's more going on in The Handmaid's Tale than there is in this I, book. I, he captured me. Oh, God. It did. And, and you know what? I, I really wish I read it more recently now so I can... Look, I I know I'm in the minority here. I know that everybody's crazy but about I'm also like, But also, like I said, it was like one of those... I think if I read it for school, I wouldn't have liked it because you were right. forced to read right. it. So I read it on my own. And it was like one of the first, like getting back to reading, and I, I did think there was elements of like, the it was it was not because I was like, oh, it's a very serious book, but there was like some funny mm-hmm. elements I thought, like him and the teacher. It's not that it wasn't entertaining. That's yeah. a different thing. I, it's entertaining. I get. I I'm not disagreeing with mm-hmm. that. It's just, I, and and it's not the it's not the worst story that there is there is just no structure to this story and who says that there should be maybe that's that's not how it should be i just don't like the fact that this book is this famous for nothing if the like i said if this book was an underground book that nobody knew about and i picked it up and i read it i'll be like oh man you gotta check out this book i man. understand that. but for for everybody to be going crazy about this book and then i finally pick it up after a decade of not and saying hey this comes with glowing reviews well will this change your mind what george hw bush said it's a marvelous book Yes, so now I absolutely love it. He loves it. Now I absolutely hate this book. So, at H.W. Bush, so yeah. this is a father. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Um, Tomorrow, well, does, I, I don't think um, W. Bush knows what marvelous means. <laughs> <laughs> That's very odd for for the father to say that because he was Reagan's vice president. No, not only, oh, maybe he wanted to be the president. Um, 
George H.W. Bush called this book Marvelous, listed it among the books that inspired him. Inspired what? To kill Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) Inspired? There is no inspiration in the book. I don't know. That's what he said. I don't know. I, I honestly, I wish that there is somebody in front of me that is a die-hard catcher in the rifle. Okay, this is what it says. Okay, this is why... So I'm looking it up. The, okay. ca- the, the title. Okay. It says, This, quotations, Catcher in the Rye is an analogy right. for Holden, who admires in children attributes that he often struggles to find in the adult. Yeah, innocence. It's the innocence. Right. That's not lost on me. It's just... St- See... Yeah, I think I guarantee you, and I will bet all the hundreds of dollars that I have in my my bank account, um, <laughs> that no way did Salinger think of that when he did. When he I always it. wonder this about books or TV or anything. You come up with an idea, and then people interpret. No, I know where you're gonna go, and no. What do you mean? The author has no idea that that's how it's going to be interpreted. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not even saying this in general. No, any, saying, any book. I mean, sometimes I think they have an idea of some things. If it's large enough, maybe. Like, all right, I'll give you a good example. Um, I'm sure, I think Susan Collins is her name, the lady that wrote Hunger Games. I'm sure that when the she... Men, the senator from me? Is, what is is her name Susan? Scott? Got, now you gotta look it up because now I'm wait. wait what's it called? The Hunger Games. I never read it. I think it's it's something Collins, and if it's Hunger it, Games, let's, let's something Collins. Google's our best friend. Google Google's Hunger Games. It's something Collins. Oh, Suzanne Collins. Suzanne Collins. Okay, Suzanne. not class. It was close. It was close. Um, we'll give it to you. She read. She wrote the book about the Hunger Games, which is about a dystopian. She was society. very hungry. <laughs> but she definitely thought about the bigger picture of living in a world where there are there's a totalitarian regime and there are you basically have to kill the population control has to happen. I'm sure she thought about the bigger themes. Oh yeah, of life. no, I, yeah, no. I, for for something that specific, like to the definition of catcher in the rye representing innocence of Holden, no, because every I. I learned this very early on. You, every single book is up to personal interpretation. And probably any media. And Yeah, but of course. But for the sake of have, leaving a conversation about books, mm. every book is interpreted a different way. I, I bet you if I sat next to somebody else who loved Kurt Vonnegut as much as I did, they will see things about him that I never saw. And Which is good. Person. I mean... Right. But that, that just goes to show that it's 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 how you interpret it. It's all subjective. And every time that you look at a certain piece of art, literature, even sometimes music, you hear it in a different way than somebody else who wants to hear it. I mean, for God's sake, we interpret the same speech done by a president in two different ways. I mean, CNN will tell you it's the worst or the best and Fox News will say the opposite. I mean, everything is up to that. So... For something to be that specific and to have the author be that much ahead, no, I, I, there's absolutely no way. I'm sure Margaret Atwood thought that The Handmaid's Tale was about the ideas of, of feminism, about um, op- oppression of women, about um, what it's like to have your rights taken away. 
those are big themes. I'm sure she saw those. But did she know that um, we would interpret the commander as basically um, somebody who is a dictator-like person and we would link that with, for example, Hitler? No, because that's up to personal interpretation. Yeah. You might never think of that. You might, I mean, there's no way. So, no, I know you want to defend Salinger, but no. <laughs> but I wasn't trying to defend him. I'm, nah, like, nah. I'm just saying with like other things, it's like... It, that to me is always interesting because mm-hmm. you you look at a book or a TV show and then you try to find okay and you're like okay I could see that but how did they mm-hmm. these intentionals and non intentional right. and not just for this but for there's almost no way to know either like which is kind of cool yeah you get credit and not credit yeah because if you ask an author hey did you mean to yes. do this yes 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 I did that well sometimes I think it gets a little too crazy because there's a thing on. Um, YouTube called The Take. I don't know if you ever saw it, but no. it analyzes, like, TV shows, let's mm-hmm. say. And they dig into the office. But, like, some things are just so... You're, right. You're yeah. stretching so hard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or for yeah. friends or something. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Ross is a really a bad guy. Yeah, like, yeah, Really? Yeah. Are you watching this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that for The Office when they were saying that Jim was cheating on Pam when he went away to well, one of the trips. He should have. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, And and they're saying that because, like, he was in a hotel room with one of the girls, and then the camera goes away. They're like, oh, he definitely... If if in a fiction show they're not giving that to you, you can't do that. Yeah. I I remember, like, it was the same thing with Francis. Like, Ross is really... Look, but he did the Rachel, but, like, she was just as... Yeah, right. So, yeah, you could skew it any way you want. That's my point. It's up to personal interpretation. It's all subjective. Every single person is going to look at something completely different than the like, other. Like I said, I really wish I, I read this more recently, so it's, it's not true. But I, I do, I don't know, I connected with it in, in a way. Um, and I, I did really like it. I thought it was a really good book. So what's your rating out of five? Probably like a four because, wow. like, like, like you said, like there is no... I think it would be higher if it, if it did have a little bit more direction. <laughs> That's interesting. Four out of five. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a really good mm-hmm. book. I, I don't know. And maybe it had to do with this book getting me back into reading. So maybe memories. Yeah, I, I do remember when I told my friend who recommended this book, um, I was like, oh, that usually you recommend such great books. This just didn't work for me. But, but my if, friend that's said, okay. I mean, my friend said, if you read this at a time when you feel alone, it hits differently than at a time when you don't feel like as depressed or as sad. Yeah. Because you almost feel like you're holding, like you just want to go out. Um, and I think when I, 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 I get it. I understand it. Sometimes you are in a mood for certain books, and I read that book based on a recommendation, not because I was feeling mm. that. So I guess I can see that, but even when I go back time and time again, it, it's probably the only book on my my bookshelf, and, and you've seen them. I have a lot yeah. of books there. It's probably one, if not, if it's not the only, it's one of two maybe, books that are there that I really just can't pick up again. I really can't. And it's, I would never get rid of it. I think every, every book is a personality, uh, even though I'm giving this book a, a one out of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I maybe a 1.5. I'll be oh, a nice okay. guy. I'll be a nice guy. I'll be a nice guy. I, I, I 
if this book was not just for a moment if this book wasn't a classic if this book wasn't sort of out there for everybody to see and you and I decided to pick up a random book from Barnes and Noble and say oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah let's let's read this random book that we just picked up blindly and we both read that book and we came over here there is absolutely no kind way like what we're doing in a few weeks right Right, that exactly. Random, and that's exactly. You you've never read this book. It's not as I haven't really heard about it. Right. The difference is though, I at least from and from my, my perspective, I've read Donna Tart before, and I thought that she was great. So yeah. I'm going in with it. Well, that's why I think we're doing it. I'm going in with a high expectation a little bit because Goldfinch was amazing. But yeah. um, I I if we went and it was an author with no name, and we just picked it up and we read it, and it had. No subplot, no rising action, no falling action, no conflict, no climax, nothing that usually makes a book. And we both came over here to talk about it, and it was just a nobody and no name. And we started to talk about it. There is no way this book would be a four out of five. Mm. It's just it's for whatever reason the book has has a cult like following to it. It does, um, and a lot of books do. So does like Orwell. So I mean, a lot of books do. A lot of books do. But it's just, and like you said, I think it, I think it, it stays in the limelight because it was banned, mm-hmm. and then there was the shooters have right. referenced it. So I think it's, it's just part of culture. Just part of it. It just mm-hmm. so I think it, it probably it, it definitely helps it. Right. I mean, it's right. And that would but that would help any book. Yep. I, I, and, but, you know, it's the same thing though. If I gave you a, a rap song. Or so, ah, it's great, but if you didn't connect with it, yeah, or yeah. you know, it, it, I, it I, I recognize that. I recognize that, and I said that to my friend uh, who recommended the book, and I and I and I'm, I say it now. I still, I mean, it's been years since I've read the book, but I still go back to. You're absolutely a hundred percent right. If you don't feel Dead Eye Dick is mm-hmm. a perfect example of this. I know we keep going back to this, and it's not a known book, so a lot of people are like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" Dead Eye Dick is it. I mean, if it's not my first, it's my second favorite book of all time by by Kurt Vonnegut. And it's almost that kind of story because it's a story about... It's, it's a guy who just is going through his life and he goes to his brother's apartment and be, people are making fun of him behind his back and he has to leave his family's house. And it's honestly and very... he's like, trying to write a screenplay. He's trying to write a screenplay. And about I mean, some random guy. Albeit, there is a little bit of comment. I mean, he shoots... Somebody and kills him. Uh, he, sh- he shoots a pregnant lady while he's cleaning the gun. I mean, there's, oh, and there's another. Right. And it was actually a World War Two type of yeah, name because right. of um, the, the parents. Yes, the parents or... were friends with basically the Nazis. That was one of the best. <laughs> and sidetracked out of the books I've read. Yeah, that was the most surprising, yeah. but yet believable. Mm-hmm. And it was just it worked. It was it just is. The, if anybody out there is looking for a glowing recommendation, Dead Eye Dick is the my favorite. It, it's between Dead Eye Dick and Slaughterhouse Five, and Slaughterhouse Five is um, I think it'll always be my favorite because it's the first Kurt Vonnegut I've ever read. So in my, I just it sort of holds like a special place because it's the first time I ever le- heard about this author. Mm. I'm sure if I started all over again, Dead Eye Dick would be number. But anyway, that yeah, I, I think there, if like I, I think the point is if you don't like Catcher in the Rye. Dead Eye Dick is similar, but yeah. maybe it has more of a This is more story. of a sub-story. So, so maybe it would be something that... Yeah. There is character think. development. Yeah. The character goes from being one thing to something I, else. I'm assuming in Catcher in the Rye, the intention was this 
uh, we're not going to have this character grow. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's right. part of the appeal. Yeah. Because now look at, like, things. It's common now. It's, mm-hmm. It wasn't common then. So maybe, I think that's part of it, too. It's like, it, something, it was different. It was a little different for the time. For the yeah, time. you're right. You're right. You're right. I have to keep taking that into account that it was a different time. So maybe a lot of these things were different back then. A lot of people like these books, but there were so many successful books during that time. No, I just think it, I think I think it was just like you know, if you have a guy, it always grows their story, and then you come up with this book, and mm-hmm. it's like the complete yeah opposite. opposite right? Uh, like this character doesn't learn shit. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He do, like he he's like. Yeah, you could say optimistic at the end, but he's probably going to fail out of another right. school. He doesn't really, like, I get it. Now. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So maybe, I, I think that may have something to... We'll just have to wait for the, the sequel. sequel. <laughs> Any day now. Any day now. Come on now. Maybe. Get him out of that coffin. Get him to work. Get to work. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. Okay, uh, so what do you want to do ne- next time? We're going to leave that as a surprise. Oh, we are going to okay. be doing a, a, a surprise book next week. Um, but uh, we appreciate you guys. And again, if you guys want to get a jump on what we're reading, uh, we got two of Donna Tartt's books that we're reading. The history, the Secret Society, the Secret History, not Society. The Little Friend. And The Little Friend, Secret History, not Society. Um, both really the only two Donna Tartt books that we haven't done yet and the only other she has um, read along with us uh, pick one read it so you can kind of be on team Matt or team me yeah, yeah. Um, team me is better and yeah, I agree <laughs> I do agree I do agree <laughs> he understands a lot more He's just playing the victim so he can get sympathy people to side with him. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's, it's a very George Costanza thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. I'm a total George. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do that with your friends? No. Before you like you always I do with my friends all the time and you're like, okay, that's a like you're a Jerry. I see you as a Jerry. What? Yeah. Because right, like you're. Yeah. I mean, if I have to be somebody from that show, I I would hope I would be. I'm always. I oh, no matter what, I'm a George. I'm a George. <laughs> no matter what, I'm a George. I can be standing with Jason Alexander, and then I think he can go. That's George. Just point at me. <laughs> Not to dive into personal stories, but what happens every time I have a conversation with Matt is literally something that would be out of either Kirby Enthusiasm or Seinfeld. And it's not its because not like I'm doing it. The purpose. weirdest, most odd things. It's not always like sad or bad. It's just odd. <laughs> it's just odd. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not things that should be happening. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's bad. It's just like... Odd. People just confide in me. Uh, you're, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's your personality. I, you know what? I feel like I'm a mix of that life and times of Tim. Yes, but I, you know, I, I, I was actually going back and forth with this, not with the Tim part, but it was either you're a George or a Larry more. And there's a there's a thing that Larry. Yeah, Larry's rich. Yeah, Larry can <laughs> cannot give a fuck. 
Yeah. You know, because he's rich. Like, George can't really. De- like, as much as he doesn't want to care, he obsesses over well, things. Well, I, I, I feel like I'm not a. Tr- George. Like, George. Is really against all of that. I'm not like fully George, but I'm not, I'm not Larry mm-hmm. either. Okay, we'll throw you somewhere in there. I, I feel like it's like a mix, and then like yeah, George, and then it. like I feel like it's not Larry. It would be like Tim because you get walked over. Yeah, like but but not. But you just get screwed over somehow, <laughs> like because you're just too like passive. That's what it comes down to. Um, that's a I weird. Really enjoyed this. That's a weird tangent. <laughs> 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 That was all in uh, Catcher in the Rye, actually. Yeah, that was... Um, that's what we added. <laughs> now the book is interesting. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. If you guys have any ideas or anything, please let us know. We would gladly cover a book that you guys want us to cover. Thank you for listening to us. Please follow us, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.